1: everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet robe. Uh, let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by the one <laughs> the only mr constantine maroulis
0: hello david thank you for having me back
1: we have to stop meeting like this constantine <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the, our are, last
0: chat our last chat uh yeah people were interested in that chat
1: a few people listened to it right few people.
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to talk about the viral effects of our last chat. And you know what, speaking of our last chat, it's weird. So when I knew you were coming back, I sat down to just look at this last chat and I would have said this was probably five, maybe six months ago. It was like a year ago.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. It goes so fast. This time in our lives has been, you know, obviously so surreal and so much has happened. So many friends have you know, um, are no longer here and, and, and so much growth, I think for all of us as well. And as we start to open up, you know, the world again and get back to work. Um, yeah, I I feel like I've done a lot of self-reflection during this time, but it does sort of feel like life was just on pause for a good year and a half. And it just, it's like something out of Star Trek. Like we just blipped into the future a year and a half. It's weird. It is weird. What
1: self-reflection have you done? Like, have you changed on us, Constantine, in any way with this self-reflection?
0: <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's allowed me time to really just spend most of my day and night with my daughter and just watching her grow up so fast. And she's such a beautiful kid and so talented, uh, just worked so hard at school, brought home immaculate report cards. She's doing tons of activities. Um, She's in sports and dance and she's just such a kind uh, person. So I feel like for me, there's no other way to be, you know, and I just, I want to be my best self every day. You know, I've been working on my sobriety. I'm now like 20 months clean, um, maybe more. Wow. I don't really know from, from, from any drugs or alcohol and or flower, as they call it. Um, And I feel like that's really sort of allowed me to have a lot of clarity, you know, with my creative side, with my parental side, and just my spiritual side, for sure. Does your daughter
1: show any inclination towards music? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. She She's a good looking kid. So the agents, they love to call for certain things for her and Bonnie over at Stewart. Uh, they do a lot of my commercial stuff and voiceover stuff. She's a huge kids agent, huge, the biggest there is. And, um, she's like, we got to get new pictures from Elena. We got to do this. We got to do that. And I'm like, ah, oh, slow down, slow down. You know, it's funny when that side comes first you have a different perspective because most parents are out there chasing an agent, trying to get a representation, um, you know, sort of situation for their kid. They're dragging their kid to auditions and whatnot. And I haven't had to do that. So it's changed the perspective. It's changed the urgency of it. So as things come in, we take a look at it, you know, if it's a voiceover or a commercial or she's read on a couple of movies, she was actually in the mix on this Netflix thing. Um, but it's not a passion of hers, whereas when I was 10 years old, I all I wanted to do was sing and belt high notes and be in shows. She's more into sports and writing and reading. Get this, she's actually discovered the Twilight series, which is a bit more of a teenager sort of thing from what, 10, 12 years ago even more how when did twilight come out i don't know well i thought Um, you and i talked
1: like five months ago and it's a year so you're asking the wrong person as far as
0: time goes (laughs) so she's way into the twilight stuff she's like well into the third book she's like ripping through 600 page books she wrote this beautiful poem that i i posted on my instagram recently and so you know we look at those opportunities um she's musical she likes to dance she takes dance classes with her mom and whatnot but she's a well-rounded kid. And I, for me, that's what it's all about. Be well-rounded, allow these experiences to inform, you know, your growth uh, towards a professional path towards higher education, you know, what the, the, the values you learn in sports or in the arts, you know, let that sort of, you know, apply them in, in, in the real world as well. And I think that's where, you know, you can create a winning situation for yourself.
1: It must help though, that you are in the business and you kind of know how it works. And you know, where people want to kind of take advantage of you to the left and to the right, like that has to help. Like, for sure, somewhat,
0: right? For sure, for sure. There's, that's why there's certain things that I know that we're just not interested in. That's, it's just a pass, you know, and um, they understand that. They understand that. So that's pretty cool. Um, But we'll see. We'll see if it's something she pursues. Uh, She's got more of a gift for just natural film and television acting and that sort of ability to just be, you know, actors spend their whole life just being able to just be conversational and natural in front of the camera without it being acting, you know, quote unquote acting. It's just about being able to just be there and listen and to just react she's really gifted at that natural ability. So maybe there'll be an opportunity down the road, but you know, she's such a good student. I wouldn't want it to offset her path to like college and all of that, because I I've seen what I've seen, what it can do to young people that book a series or something, and then they're homeschooled and then they build up a social media following and an audience. And, you know, maybe they go on to stardom, maybe they don't, like, I wouldn't want to be the kid, I always say this, those those kids on American Idol, like, remember, I was, like, pushing 30, but there were kids that were, like, 16, I didn't yeah. envy them, because that was the height, and then you had to go back to high school, you know, because it wasn't going to get much better than 30 million people a, a a night watching you, and the chances of you becoming, I don't know, Kelly Clarkson were, were, we're tough. So then you had to go back to high school and be the 16 year old that was just on American Idol. And you're like, hi, I, I don't know what to do with my life. It's weird. You know,
1: it's hard to go back. Look, you have like Alyssa Milano who kind of never really went down that wrong road. And then you have
0: Amanda Bynes. So right. it's A or B. I loved Alyssa Milano when I was a kid. Oh man, who's the boss? Because that was, I was. You know, I'm a little younger than her. So when she was like kind of a teenager on that show, I was just starting to like really notice girls and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, she was amazing. And then funny story, when we were on American Idol, she lived in the complex that they basically had us you know, like quarantined, and before quarantine was the word that we've come to know it as. You know, they had us like, you know, sort of um, living in this housing in uh, in Hancock Park in like this really nice development. And she she was across the across the hall for me, and I would bump into her, and I was oh, she's so petite, which is what I was surprised at. So beautiful, naturally beautiful face, and. She and I would like chit-chat in the elevator and I was always kind of hoping that <laughs> it would go somewhere to be honest. I was like, I'm just down the hall. I don't know if you uh ever just want to just come say hi. <laughs> so that was kind of fun, but that that's my Alyssa Milana story. But I I love how outspoken she is and she's um she's a wonderful voice, you know, for uh for you know for young women out there and uh, I admire her very much. Yeah. You never it's formally... not easy to do that.
1: You never formally no asked
0: Alyssa to to Milano out. <laughs> I don't think I did. I, I think I was just kind of like, I, if you, you know, I'm here, if you want to, I don't know, just we're hanging. Sometimes we're up watching movies, you know, whatever, kind of doing one of those things. And I think she might've even been staying there temporarily. Like maybe they were renovating her home or something like that. And, uh, I mean, I'm probably twice as tall as her, too. That would be kind of an an interesting match. She's should, But she's she's petite. Yeah. But, you know, she's like Italian. I'm Greek. Hey, you know.
1: Call me. She's from New Jersey, originally, way
0: back when. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. So she's pretty great and uh, quite an entrepreneur. I remember what she was doing with the... with the sports jersey, she's a big sports fan. So, you know, good stuff. But that's my Alyssa Milano story there. Yeah. So it was, it's always interesting when you meet someone that you've sort of had a crush on from television in real life. That's, that's always surreal.
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash Listen, life is full of stress. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Life is stressful. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss. But if your stress level is high, like mine, your temper is shorter than usual, like mine, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. If there's stuff you can't tell your friends or family, this is the place to do it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's a much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours, unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it try it out. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's betterhel com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Well, you know, I know you do. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with Alyssa Milano. Let's just put it at that. I mean, charmed, Melrose Place, who's the boss. I'll, I'm here for all of it to tell you the truth. Everything. What about, I mean, I know you're back out on the, out on the road and you're out on the road pretty much through the end of this year. So as a
0: performer, it's crazy. is that like, just like, hallelujah. It is hallelujah. Um, you know, I was very careful over the shutdown and, uh, got vaccinated very early on, got lucky. Um, You know, my mother used to say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And yes. That um, is true. And, you know, I never wanted to like jump the line or anything like that. Um, But had a friend on the inside managing a mega site here in North Jersey. And it's true what they say, you know, there were... A lot of no-shows at the end of weeks there were um, folks that you know canceled and they did have extra shots and whatnot so I think my first shot was in February and um, yeah that's early and that's pretty early I was lucky and I was like give me the shot Uh, to be honest for me it was about trusting a science and you know tons of dear friends that are you know profoundly talented physicians out there that I've had, you know, in-depth conversations uh, uh, about, um, you know, the effects and whatnot. So I felt really confident about that. So, so getting back to work, I was less concerned so much about that, but, you know, there still are safety concerns. There still are, you know, but I had an opportunity to join a very established act called Foreigner's Journey. And they are based out of Boston, where I went to, you know, drama school at the Boston Conservatory, Berklee College of Music and Music School and all that. Um, And they do huge shows. They play big music halls, big theaters, festivals, you know, um, parks and and, and big private events celebrating the music of a foreigner and journey. Right. So. The, the easy sort of math for me was like, hello, the connection with Rock of Ages, I can go over here. Tribute acts are so on trend right now. You know, why pay $400 to see, um, you know, I don't know, queen uh, front row when you can see almost queen, um, my friend's act that draw thousands of people for maybe 40 bucks, you know, um, oh, right. and and, and it's just a thing where I think coming out of the shutdown, people just want to hear the hits, man, and all that. So we worked out a sweet deal. I mean, they're doing live nation shows. They got a big agency. So yeah, I'm doing basically shows with Foreigner's Journey all summer long, well into the fall. So go to constantinemaroulis.com for my schedule. There's tons of concerts coming out um, all throughout the Northeast, You know, New England, You know, definitely coming to the New Jersey, New York area as well. And I'm out with my band, The Frequency, Constantine and The Frequency, which is a sort of party rock situation. We, we mix in some of my originals, but a lot of sort of classic rock and pop music as well. So, yeah, I'm out there working. I'm working and it's fun. I'm still auditioning. You know, um, we're I, I wonder if we'll ever get back to in-person auditions again, because I, I feel like I always do best for film and television stuff when I when I'm in person when I'm in the room
1: you we can vibe
0: out yeah I do I, I don't book a lot off tape but I seem to book a lot more um guest spots and guest stars on you know whatever uh, network stuff when I get to go in the room and meet them if you know what I mean I think there's yeah. a, there's a vibe thing but it'll be interesting if we ever really get back to that anytime soon you know And we're not like all
1: auditions for like TV and film. It's still on, it's still not
0: in person. No, nothing, nothing's really been in person yet. And um, there's still major protocols um, on set that everyone has to uh, um, abide by worldwide. It's worldwide. It's not just, you know, you, you go, you have to quarantine for two weeks in your hotel room before you get on set. You're getting tested every day still. All of that is like still happening. SAG, AFTRA, super strict with all of that. And I applaud them. They've done a wonderful job navigating this um, pandemic. And as you know, Broadway is coming back. You know, the first shows are set to open um, in early September. Sarah Bareilles just announced that she's going to be uh, returning to Waitress, which actually closed pre-shutdown officially with Catherine McPhee. It closed. And they're going to bring it back for a few months because why not? You know, let's go make money for a few months. We'll put Sarah in the show. We'll change theaters. Um, we have the set already built. It's a popular show. So she's going to open the show September 2nd at the Barrymore. I know this because I'm hosting a new radio show on WABC New York. Um, uh, music Radio 77 WABC uh. Good times. I have a big Saturday music show from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it's going to stream worldwide. And we have a big uh, podcast uh, and we're going to be simulcasting the show. So part of the show is a lot of this pop culture and entertainment reporting. So I've been uh, on top of it. I feel like you, man. I'm like on top of my stuff.
1: You got us. I saw the thing about Sarah Bareilles, which I'm like, this makes so much sense because people are probably available now. I would assume more so, so they could probably get some big names. I mean, do you think? Because we just had Frankie Grande on twice.
0: I know you guys did oh. your Rock of Ages thing.
1: Yeah, over the we summer. did.
0: We, I, I was just with uh, he and his sister uh, just a couple of months ago. We did a big Rock of Ages reunion concert, which was great. Which was great, and he just got engaged, and I'm so happy for him.
1: Ariana's married. Frankie's engaged. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> the Grande family is settling down over there, right?
0: I know. Yeah. Well, uh maybe not the mom. The mom is having a good time. She's got her beautiful home. We got to go up there. We had a wonderful dinner with everybody when we were in town and she had all the cast there and we were playing music, you know, around the piano. She had the pool all lit up, the house in the hills. They work so hard. They've had amazing success, but honestly, They are the kindest and most sincere family that I've I've come across in this business, maybe ever, you know, and they're the first people, like straight up Ariana came up to me. She's like, "I, I can't believe how good you still sound. I can't believe you still can sing that way. Cause I was singing some big time, hard rock, high notes, you know, and you know, I'm not, 25 or even 35 anymore. And a lot of people start to sort of lose that that gift a little bit into their 40s, especially when they're singing like that a lot. But you know, I've sort of figured out how to do it healthy. And she they're the first people to be like at the stage door, like fanning you. Do you know what I mean? Like and they're not they're not worried about like people seeing that. Like, and Frankie will tell you, he's like, No, no, I'm like a fanboy. I'm a fanboy. Like, he's a big star, but he's like the first one to geek out on you and come to support you. And that's what I just love about them. Um, All of them, their whole, their whole inner circle, you know, they're just beautiful people.
1: And Ariana is the same way. Like she fangirled out over you Mm -hmm. at the Rock of Ages event.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fangirl, I don't, you know, she's, you know, a global superstar, but, you know, we had a nice moment. She signed this, um, she signed actually our production sheet for my daughter which was really sweet. We got a great picture and, um, yeah, we're just, we're just chatting it up a little bit. And now you have to remember I've known her a long time. Um, they used to come to Jekyll and Hyde pretty much every night when we were in LA for like a month, they came like every night we had dinners at their homes and, you know, she was already a big TV star, but the first album hadn't come out yet. And, you know, Deborah Cox and I, uh, you know, pretty, two pretty established people. You know, Deborah Cox, you know, had huge hits. Um, she broke Billboard Records with uh, Nobody's Supposed to Be Here. Um, Grammy nominated everything. And, um, and we were working our ass off and Jekyll and Hyde. And she's like, you guys, just wait, you wait until you see, you wait till you hear my record. And we're like, all right, okay. you know, I I know it's going to be awesome. You are incredibly talented, you know, but you never know. They tell you one thing, you know, they're going to push this single and then this and that happens. And we've all been through it. So, you know, just, you know, whatever happens, um, you know, you're young and you're a star and you're going to have you have a long career overnight her album comes out and it just takes over music and she has for the next 10 years it's just wild like she knew she knew she had something and that's that's amazing and uh, and she's such a good kid she's such a good kid you know I'm happy for her and, and he, uh, I, he better be good to her that guy he better be good to or her. Or Jekyll and Hyde is going to come for him. You don't want any part of that. You'll have to, like, meet him and assess him out.
1: Like, so Ariana hasn't changed at all. Like, she's the same type. Yeah.
0: Like, no the same deal. kid. Not a good kid. Like, supports her brother at everything. And, you know, just is a nice nice kid, for sure. And she was the first one there. At Rock of Ages, like, wanting to cheer us on. We had a very small audience. You know, everyone had to have been tested and whatnot. And if you were up at the house, you know, you had to have had like a recent test that day a rapid test thing, you know, this is going back six months or a few months. So yeah, we, there was still a lot of that happening, but such a great kid. And and I love her records, man. I love it. You know, I don't know if we're going to be playing it on my radio show. Cause it's a bit more kind of classic rock and eighties and nineties stuff, but um, she, and the other thing that's great about her, she doesn't forget her Broadway roots. I can't tell you how much
1: traveling I've been doing in the past few weeks and airports and airplanes are packed. People want to get away. Listen, if your dreams of that vacation or enjoying the fun of life are turning back into a reality for you, don't stress over the financial setbacks that can keep you from saying yes. Credit Karma is here to help you keep your financial goals in check so you won't have to hit pause on a good time credit karma's game changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to be approved for so you can apply with more confidence they use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations whether you want cash back travel rewards Or to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offers that fit your goals because your goals may not be the same as my goals. With a selection of options and approved odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. Credit Karma, apply with confidence and you will be on that beach enjoying that drink. In no time, go to credit slash podcast to learn more and find offers tailored just for you. That's credit com slash podcast, or you can see your offers on the credit karma app apply with confidence today. Go to credit com slash podcast or the credit karma
0: app. Jason Robert Brown, insanely talented composer. Um, you know for for the 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 musical 13 that she was in when she was a kid and uh, and so many great so many great shows he's working on the on the movie right now 13 Um, uh, songs for a new world was one of those concept albums that when I was younger in drama school we all used to sing the hell out of Uh, stars in the moon and all these great shows uh, just an insanely great composer. She still comes back and does like club shows with him and like shows up and plays like, she wants to just sing it, you know, like just, she wants like that vibrato, man. You know, she just wants to get up there and rip it. So she's real, man. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's refreshing. Got to be honest. Totally refreshing.
1: I like that. And we are going to talk about your radio show. Cause I have, you cool. like had me at 80s. So I've got a lot to say, <laughs> but just because you brought it up, do you know a lot of people like Ariana, like, okay, she hasn't changed, but like, do you know people that you knew back in the day that now are just larger than life and you're just like, mm. okay, you have changed.
0: You know, you know, like
1: Kelly Clarkson, everyone says is the same person. And I, I could see that. I mean, I don't know Kelly Clarkson, but I hear from everyone, like she's the same Kelly Clarkson, like no attitude, nothing has changed. Sounds like Ariana's Uh, the same, according to you. But like, in my
0: couple of encounters with Kelly, yeah, I would have to say that she's very grounded, very chill, you know. Um, Change as far as um, onstage demeanor, I can speak to. I remember Carrie Underwood on American Idol. Of course, we were so close for, and again, I just spoke about this recently, it wasn't like the show was just on for a few weeks, it was on from like January to June, so, and we got to know each other very well, plus we did like a four-month tour together on on the same tour bus, Um, she was always very shy, right, very sort of, uh, um, you know, a bit introverted, right? and I remember she would get up on stage and she had this insane voice and she was beautiful, naturally beautiful girl. Um, I remember seeing the development of on stage performance and I still think it's, it's progressing and growing. Back then she didn't even want to like show off her arms, you know, she wanted to be yeah. kind of covered up. We were on tour, I remember her like walking around, maybe backstage she had like a tank top on and her jeans. And I was like, girl, she's like, what? I'm like, that's the look right there. She's like, well, I'm not going to show my arms off. It had like a little bra coming out, just a little bit, you know, nothing gross, you know, and just her jeans. And I was like, that's the look. And she's like, really? I, I I could never go out on stage like this. Sure enough, you know, her huge album comes out she's like a style maven icon the legs you know the 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 glow the glitter um you know she's she's a fashion icon now you know and so I've seen that progression and I've run into her a couple of times with some idol events and we just kind of have that thing like she's like what's up Connie and I was like what's up Carrie how you doing
1: I have to be honest with you. One of the main reasons I'm able to be here five days a week as the host and executive producer of the Behind the Velvet Row podcast is because I get a good night's sleep. And I think if you talk to any entrepreneur, they will tell you that their ability to wake up, do business, and take on the world is based in a large part on the ability to get a good night's sleep. The reason I'm able to get a good night's sleep, you ask? It's because I chose Bowl & Branch Sheets. Bowl & Branch was formed by a husband and wife team that set out to give sleepers more choices for high-quality sheets at a fair price. And boy, did they ever accomplish that. What I love is the variety of colors. I chose the pewter mainly because it goes best with my apartment. The sheets are so elegant. They look and feel so su- sophisticated, but the price is so reasonable. That's why I chose them. They're 100% organic cotton. They are made toxin-free. And what I love is they get softer with every wash. Sheets that look high-end, sophisticated and elegant, but are affordable. Sign me up. And that is why I did sign up. These are the only sheets I will now use. And you guys need to check this out. So listen, you can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns to experience the best sheets you You've ever felt, choose Bolin Branch, and because you're listening to this podcast, you get an exclusive 15 percent off your first set of sheets with promo code Velvet at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L and B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo
0: code Velvet. I'm like, what do you? What have you been up to lately? You know, just to kind of be just a jerk, you know, um, obviously she's a massive superstar. And, uh, I always joke, uh, they're like, wait, when someone's like, wait, what season were you on? I was like, season four, Carrie Underwood. They're like, Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's starting to catch on. I feel like, I feel like she's starting to, she's starting to go places and, uh, it's obviously a joke, but, um, she's, do they she's say,
1: massive. do they say, well, that's obviously why you didn't win. yeah I mean I think we all
0: yeah I think we all knew that I mean if you were to create an American Idol story it would be Carrie Underwood small town Oklahoma never been on an airplane in her life went to a small college you know the American Idol dream that that voice that gift I mean, she could wake up in the morning and just belt, you know, like nobody's business. I mean, she's a power singer. You know, she's got an instrument. It's not even so much like tone, like a Casey Musgraves, who I love. She's just got that tone and knows how to make a record. She's not going to go out there and out, out belt Carrie Underwood, you know. Um, Seeking the truth never gets old. There was was no beating Carrie Underwood. It was about how far you could get and kind of be in her circumference in a way. But for me, it was better to not just be in the finale with her um, and get my butt kicked and then make a crappy record with Clive Davis that no one cared about. It, It worked out better for me to kind of be the underdog and like fall off a little earlier than that. And people be like, What? That helped me. Um, And to be honest, all these years later, I think that was just good television on their part. I don't think people were getting more votes than me. Like, I think outside of Carrie, I don't know. I can't imagine I was getting, you know, fewer votes than some of the people that ended up finishing ahead of me. But I just think it was good TV. Looking back, being a producer now myself, that's what I would have done. And remember, they were running an expose on Paula Abdul on ABC at the time about her and Corey Clark or something. And that was getting a lot of buzz. And guess what happened that week? They voted me off the show. Smokescreen. It was all over the news. It was all over everything. It ended up trumping the uh, bad word, Um, but uh, all their headlines and buzz. So it was good TV. It was good producing.
1: Good produce so, so basically, I mean, you've just said it, so I don't need to interpret it. But basically, what you're saying is that you were sent home as a smokescreen to detract from the headlines that Paula Abdul apparently slept with Corey Clark, a contestant who <laughs> was probably like 25 years younger than her. And you actually really had more votes than lots of other people, but it wasn't always who had the most votes with
0: Idol. I mean, you're paraphrasing it, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what I said, I think. Yeah. Um, But if you're Greek, people will tell you I went home because it was Holy Wednesday and people were at church and they didn't get a chance to vote for me. Or they'll say, oh, he did the Nickelback song the week before. And it was it was it was so average. But it's like, remember, I did the Nickelback song because they pulled this awesome U2 song I had. Um lined up oh, to do Beautiful, beautiful Day, which was a huge hit at the time. Um, yeah. And we had, remember it was like on the the, the, um, the iTunes commercial and everything. And it was a good song. You know, oh, it was a great song. And it had that great touch me, take me to that Higher place, you know? And I had like the light, so it was going to be an amazing moment. Like literally the day before the YouTube pulled the rights of the song or whatever happened. So I had to go with another tune and Nickelback had a big hit at radio because it was current hits of the of the, of the time. Is. Yeah. And uh, Nickelback, you know, this is how you remind me. And actually, it was a hard song because if you know music, um, it has these interesting intervals in it. Um, I've been wrong, I've been down, been to the bottom of every battle, you know, and if, if you're not really nailing it, hitting it, it sounds a little weird and it doesn't really go anywhere, but I was like, I'm fine. You know, I'll just get through this week and get to something fun next week. And sure enough, I was poof. I had never been in the bottom three. You know, I had a lot of friends on set saying I was getting insane votes. And, uh, you know, all these years later, I've waved the idol flag for 15, 16 years. No one's been a bigger cheerleader um, and supporter. But I feel like, yeah, man, it was probably just a, a really well-produced moment. And, you know, when you have that many people watching and those kind of stakes, um, let's see, you know, I don't know. I hope they don't get mad at me about it all these years later, but
1: Who it. I- Who in particular do you think you had more votes than that state? Well, I mean, who who
0: finished above me? Anthony Federoff, Scott Sable, Vonzel Solomon, and Bo Bice. I mean,
1: mean, out of all those people, I would say your name is the most recognizable in today's pop culture world. I'm not just saying that because you're here. Bo Bice, I think some people would know. Of I'm course. not Bo sure. Bo and I
0: Bo yeah. and I were neck and neck, and like, you know, would have been it, it was me, Bo, me, Bo, and Carrie. I mean, I love the other people and all that, but it was me, Bo and Carrie. And that would that was the whole season, you know. It was like, but it's all good. I love Mason Von Zell. Anthony's my little brother, Scott Sable. I don't know what he's up to. Um, but uh, we may or may not have had a fist fight or two on this to- on the tour all of us there, there's there's a couple of little mini rumbles backstage going well, on
1: perhaps after this chat we can contact Seacrest and there'll be a recount of the votes we can go to Kelly and Ryan and see if there could be a recount stop the steal of American Idol justice for Constantine but to your point you look at like a Jennifer Hudson like it probably did end up in your favor
0: right and Jennifer I mean couldn't have been more incredible on the show and talented um but thereafter probably had a hard time figuring out what her next step was she had all that buzz but you know they kind of grouped a few of those girls together as like the divas which i always thought was like a little racist to be honest um and it wasn't so idol didn't do that but it was just the audiences and home like oh the uh, african-american girls it's like what that's so weird and um to me i always thought that was a little corny and you know i think that she had a moment there where she was like trying to figure out what she was gonna do like am i gonna go to broadway am i making records am i going into christian music whatnot and from what I've been told, actually, she and Fantasia, Fantasia got to make some records and she was really um, she has a place even still very much on like traditional R&B uh, charts. Like she's always up there. She's always out there touring. She's always working. And, uh, you know, she might not be on our consciousness like Ariana Grande, but as far as traditional R&B and what she does, she's very very well-known and very established and Grammy nominated and all of that. Um, But I think Jennifer was trying to figure it out. And then, you know, she and Fantasia were battling um, and kept getting called back for dream girls. And I think Jennifer's underdog status kind of being like familiar, but not super familiar really played into her playing Effie and who's going to sing that better. But, Similar to me getting Drew in Rock of Ages, like I was an underdog and Drew was an underdog. Like he's the guy that the audience roots for because he doesn't quite make it, you know? And if Jennifer was like American Idol winner, mm, I don't know if that's the feel at the time. But the fact that she was sort of like out there still hustling, like people knew her, but it wasn't like she was Jennifer Hudson Oscar winner superstar, you know? She gets in there, she had to work for that audition too, and had to work. they kept bringing them back callbacks, callbacks, they'd go home months later they'd come back they'd come back It was all that I, I heard all the stories I don't know exactly uh, you know the timeline, but um, could be inaccurate, but um, I think that really played into her you know into that moment for her, and she she was Effie she was she was. Effie. She was Effie I mean, you know, when she was looking at him, I mean, that, that was, that's, that's what it's all about right there. So,
1: so in other words, I, I love Jennifer Hudson, first of all, second of all, in other words, you're saying don't win American Idol is what your advice is.
0: No, I mean, I think for anything, you want an opportunity for people to see you, you want a platform. Sure. But you then have to go out there and do the work, you know, you have to then go out there and do the work. Um, and since it's gone to W.A.B.C. W.A.B.C., that's that's my radio station since it's gone to ABC. I think they've done a wonderful job. Uh, my dear friend Megan Michaels Wolfnick is the executive producer. She's been running the show. She's been running the show for a oh, Sorry. Um, for a while now. She. Um, the show is awesome, like it plays really well. They navigated covid, all of that. But you've had some cool people come off the show Since it's been at ABC, Gabby Barrett is probably the most established. I mean, she's actually got a hit at radio with Charlie Puth. And it's funny. She married, um, Is his name, Cade? I I spaced his name, long hair guitar player. So now, and he he, he did well on the show, but he's just kind of in her band now. Um, So Gabby, that's probably their most um yeah their most sort of well-known gal from the wabc years or the 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 abc years uh over four seasons but they had dylan james like we're still kind of like he's super talented interesting story we're waiting for him to kind of you know it's like a year and a half later now after he was on the show we're waiting for that to happen a couple of the girls got like signed to what something that's I don't know what 19 is anymore. 19 used to be a major, major player in music, obviously. It's just sort of somebody licensing in that now and somebody putting money into them, writing demos and hanging out in Nashville. And we're still waiting for those records to come out and some really talented girls, you know? Um, So it's tough. It's like, what are you going to do with the opportunity? You know, I think that's what it is. Win, lose or draw. You have to create it. Um, into something, you know? And I was lucky to find Rocket of Ages for sure. So you
1: actually watched the reboot, you watched this new Idol on ABC. It seems like you are up on it.
0: I do, I do. Like, you know, nowadays it's easy to tape and, you know, it's it's even on uh, Hulu. Um, so you just can rip through it. And um, to be honest, oh yeah, I, I saw it this year. A little forgettable, a little forgettable this year. I thought it was interesting how they brought someone back from the top 10 of last year because they had um not an opportunity to be on stage they did the whole thing you know via shutdown and that was cool um that was a cool twist I always thought that would be fun to bring back people from other seasons to compete against each other you know and like in all stars that would be cool they seem to do that in every other franchise of reality television and and Maybe there's something to like, I always think Idol gets overlooked when it comes to um, Emmys and all of that. Cause I think it's a really well-produced show. Um, but I think at the end of the day, people want to see the drama and it's like, put them all in a house, put all stars all in a house together and put it on Hulu and have them compete kind of X factor style. And, um, or, or ultimate warrior with um, ultimate fighter with the UFC guys. And uh, there might be a little UFC fighting in that house. If uh, you put the right few people in there, um, but then, then you might have a show. Then you might have a show.
1: I don't mind this idea. I mean, we, <laughs> I we can, and we can have idle the originals too. So maybe, I mean, you might be back in a house, Constantine. And I mean, right. My mind also goes to, if you put a bunch of people in a house, there'll be a lot of fights, but then there could be like all these hookups. We'll have a nice pool. We'll be in LA. We could have a little bit of love Island and, you know,
0: too hot to handle thrown in a sea. Constantine. This, this, this dad body is ready for some uh, some beach time. What's up? But there's we'll no be. cougars though. No cougars. I'll be the oldest one. There's, and, and you know, cougars is, is my thing. It is your thing. Well, we can, I shouldn't have said that.
1: We can find a house in LA that is close to Paula, perhaps.
0: Well, okay. So Paula's always Paula, Paula is
1: everything.
0: She is everything. And we were very, very, very close for many years. Never, never hooked up, despite people thinking that. Um, we were just really close friends. Like, I just care about her. She's so delicate and sweet and um, just a kind, kind soul, you know? I, I, I don't know how else to explain it. She's just, like, this wonderful, wonderful person. And we stayed in touch for many years, you know? Um, and, and it's wonderful to see, like, a resurgence of Paula Abdul appreciation, too. Because I, growing up, when that, when that shit came out, I was like you know, but those, those were great tracks. Straight up now tell me. And she was dancing and killing it. And the, you know, that was like when Bobby Brown was kind of dropping, you know, I loved all that kind of early nineties production, you know, and uh, those records just sound great. And so it's great to see her on commercials and, you know, being able to kind of be out there performing again. And I think, I think there's just like this awesome Paula Abdul appreciation. And she even got to be on Idol again this year. She looked fucking hot. She
1: did get to be on Idol. She did look hot. She was on, what was it? Masked Dancer. She was on Masked
0: Dancer. So that came and went, huh? I didn't really get to catch that one.
1: It came and went. It was hosted by our good friend, Brian Austin Green from 90210.
0: Oh, I love him. I'm I'm definitely team brian right now with all of that madness because sharna is a great girl i know her from when i was uh, doing a show on broadway they had a show called burn the floor on uh that came and did a stint yeah burn the floor was basically this ballroom show um that came and did like a short Uh, run on Broadway, but it's toured all over the world and it's done on like cruise ships and it's done all over the world. I think it's an Australian product. So all these hot Australian dancers um, came and they were like down the street from us. I think I was doing The Wedding Singer at the time, maybe on Broadway. Maybe it was early Rock of Ages. I don't remember, but I certainly, it was certainly post-American Idol because I remember the Dancing with the Stars conversation coming up and a couple of like one girl from So You Think You Can Dance was like the star of it. And it's a really well done show, Burn the Floor. If you have the right like guest singer and the right host and then the ballroom couples come out and just kill it and have great songs great arrangements. I thought it was really cool, actually, for, you know, something Broadway adjacent. Right. So we used to hang out with them. And Sharna was, I mean, she's got some personality and uh, just one of the most beautiful girls ever and just really sweet. And I remember then her getting finally the Dancing with the Stars gig. And I think she was there when I was a musical guest. Uh, So we got to like kind of high five and I've kind of watched her on the show. And I was always like, if I, if I was ever on Dancing with the Stars or something, I, I would hope that they would put me with someone like that. Because at least I kind of know her and maybe she would have some patience with me because I have two left feet. Considering I'm like a Broadway guy, I'm not the best dancer, you know. Maybe. But I'm happy for them because they seem, they, seem, they seem like a good vibe. You know, that seems like a good vibe.
1: You think, You think it's like a real thing? There's no rebounding
0: from Brian? Like this could be the real deal? He seems like a kind of a great guy who's um you know he probably had his fun when he was younger and all that but he seems to be someone that's in relationships and um look she's his you know Megan Fox is out there with a big star you know machine gun kelly you know that can't be easy on an ex to see all that you know and yeah. she's sort of like, I'm not into the publicity, but I mean, they're out there quite openly. And, um, I always thought it was interesting cause I, she's beautiful. And I actually love machine gun a lot. I love everything he does. I think he's a pretty good actor too. And, um, I liked, I liked, he, he was on Howard Stern and he was so honest about his story and his upbringing. And I thought it was, I was like, I kind of like this guy, you know, this guy's cool. Um, But for someone that used to say, you know, Hollywood has pigeonholed me as a, I don't know, someone that's like a a sexy sort of actor and they don't take me seriously. I don't know if she's done a lot to go out there and, you know, play against that. You know, she's, you know, hey do what you gotta do. I mean, she looks incredible. She's had a couple of kids and she still looks amazing, but I think, um, good for Brian to be with someone as like grounded and chill and Australian people. I don't know how many Australian friends you have. They're, a just lot. Like, they're amazing. I don't know what it is. They just have this energy and this positive energy and a great outlook. Like they're, they're sort of like, how you wish Americans could be a lot of times and you even you go there and you're like it's it's sort of like America here but it's just not it's just different like you know the big cities like Melbourne and Sydney they feel like big American cities but then you know everyone just has a sort of a better outlook on life you know and, yes, uh, and, and Australians nice.
1: just want to have fun. Then, is, yeah, as man. like let's just stereotype. But as a majority, most, and we have, I believe it or not, this is a big Australian contingency that listens to the show. Oh, I'm great. not complaining about that. But Australians just want to have fun uh, for the most part. They're not serious. We're just way too serious here in America. They're just like, give me that drink and let me have fun. Or <laughs> in your case, amazing. there's Somehow lots of people just... that don't drink. They just want to have fun.
0: There's a lot of Greeks that live in Australia, like millions of Greeks that, um, that were, you know, that sort of, um, you know, they're, they're, they're Greeks, but they live in Australia, you know, they're, whatever their grandparents came from Greece and whatnot, they call them wogs, which I think is kind of derogatory, but I don't, I don't mind it, but they're like, uh, oh, you're a wog or something like that. And I got to tour over there with Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses. So we had a good time. Yeah, I met some met some fun people there. We I, I was hanging out with Steel Panther over there. We had a few good nights with some beautiful Australian people, let's just say.
1: I love a little bit of Australia. Now, before oh. we get into your new radio show, we're going to take a few minutes because you did make a reference to the fact that the last time you were here, we had a chat and it went viral. <laughs> and you then minutes later, 20, 30 minutes later, you make a reference to the fact that you love Cougars. So let's just take a minute, put Paula Abdul aside for a minute. Yes, the last time you were here, we did have a little chat because it was the last season of Real Housewives of New York and your name came up and it seemed that you were with, quote unquote, Luann, Ramona and Tinsley. And then we talked about that and that went all over the world in a lot of ways.
0: So. Really did. That was crazy. It was
1: a moment. Yes. Yes. You didn't expect that Constantine. You thought you were just, listen, when people step behind the velvet rope, this is, this is no joke over here. People might think I'm just talking to myself, but.
0: No, I knew it wasn't, but that was. I know what I'm doing. Everyone just give me a minute. I know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Okay. That's really funny. Um, And yeah, that. That was, um, th- those were some interesting conversations I had to have um, uh, with, with the girls uh, here and there, thereafter. Um, well, yeah. Let's was... just say two of three of them took it fine. You know, they were like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool. And then one was maybe not as pleased about it.
1: I mean, you didn't think we were going to have Constantine Morales back without discussing the viral, viral whirlwind of a storm from the last time he was here when we discussed his quote-unquote being with Luann, Ramona, and Tinsley. We are about to get into that. What happened after he was here? Who are the two that are okay with what he said and who was a little upset? Does he still speak to all three? When is he going to see Luann, Ramona, and Tinsley next? Oh, we discuss it all. It is a rony extravaganza that is coming up. We also discuss some stuff about Carrie Underwood, which I found very interesting. We discuss his new radio show, which is great 80s and 90s music on ABC Music Radio. And is it just me? I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but... Did Constantine say that he went home when he had more votes than four other people on Idol? Like he actually went home even though he had more votes. I mean, that to me seems to say that people are not going home based on the lowest number of votes. And then he tied that to the Paula Abdul scandal, which was going on at that time, where everyone was saying that she had relations with Corey Clark. I didn't say it. I mean, you guys just listened to the same thing that I listened to. And that's what I heard, which is, I i don't know i find that shocking i mean does anyone else just glossing over that i find it shocking so we gotta have to discuss that more um stay tuned for part two and yes luann ramona tinsley and of course we also discuss leon does constantine know them does he want to know them stay tuned for part two guys Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, go to cameo and book me on cameo and you can ask me anything there i'll answer whatever you want and i have a bargain basement price of ten dollars thank you guys see you soon